Welcome to Marketing for the Underdog. I'm your host, Amanda Melissa. This podcast is for women coaches, service providers, and entrepreneurs who want to build a strong personal brand online and become the go-to expert in their industry. The show will feature creative entrepreneurs and coaches and their experiences with marketing, mindset, and entrepreneurship. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. I'm super excited because today I have a very special guest. Her name's Rihanna, and we're going to be talking about why it's easy to procrastinate your launch. She is an online business manager and founder of Rihanna's Business Boutique. She currently lives in the suburbs of Chicago. She believes that organization is a key to true success and that creativity is a tool that has infinite possibilities. In her free time, she likes to travel, make fun recipes, and spend time in nature. I also wanted to let you know that please make sure to take a screenshot of this podcast episode as you are listening to it and tag me on social media and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you're chosen, I would really appreciate it. And with that being said, let's get started. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for taking the time to um, record this. Of course. Awesome. So let's get started. Um, I, you know, always start these podcasts off with a little icebreaker. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what is your favorite wine? Are you more of a red or a white wine drinker? Ooh, that's a great question. (laughs) I've slowly transitioned to really like a good red blend. (laughs) Mm. Um, By trade, I'm a Pinot Grigio girl. But I think, um, especially in the winter months where it's colder, I like a good red blend, apothic red. Yes, I love that. I feel like I've heard that answer a lot, too. It's like um, during the winter, it's much more of like red versus, you know, white. But a lot of people like white. I love red all year round. But I do agree, like when it's super hot, I'm like, ugh, like I don't want something like super like heavy, you know, you kind of want something that's more refreshing and like cold, you know, like a rosé or a white wine. So definitely that is a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Are you currently watching anything on Netflix or any streaming services? And if so, what is it? Ooh, yeah. So I have recently picked up a show that was recommended to me from my in-laws and it's it's a really old show and when I say really old it's like late 2000s uh the like the 2007 time frame but um it's a show called Heartland and it's about um this family that lives on a ranch and they're like outside of Calgary in Canada and it's just like a really relaxing show it kind of takes me away from you know work stress owning a home and all of that and I just feel like I don't know I'm connected to nature and you know you get to see all these different types of animals and so I've been watching that the last few weeks I've seen it on Netflix but to be honest I've never clicked on it so now I'm kind of curious I'm like oh I want to go and look it up now (laughs) It's, it's a big commitment it's the 13 seasons, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm only on season two. So if you're ready to like hunker down and watch something. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want a big commitment, then I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I was watching the new like a lot of the new shows and stuff. But I feel like with last year, just staying at home and everything. I'm like, I don't want to watch anything new. I just watch like reruns or something. Um, 
And I've just been recently watching like The Circle. It's like a reality show. Yeah, I've seen that actually. I haven't seen it, but I've seen it pop up. Yeah, I just caught they have a new season now and I was watching it and I'm like, oh, this is so good because I feel like it plays into so much of like social media online space and like, you know, very current with like right now and stuff. Um, I know you're not like dating online or anything um, and I'm not either, but it's just (laughs) funny to see because I always hear stories about like, you know, people catfishing and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think it's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll have to add that to my watch list as well. Yes. Um, next up, what's your favorite music genre to get hyped to while working from home? I really recently added this question because I feel like, you know, we're all working from home and sometimes we listen to music, sometimes we don't. And so I'm just curious. Yeah. So when I'm working from home, I wouldn't say it's necessarily pump up music, but mm. it's very soothing. And so I listen to a few different playlists on Spotify that are um, different frequencies. And so I go, I, I go kind of back and forth. Some of them are just like brain waves, which is just, it helps me feel like very productive and, and get in, in the zone. But then mm-hmm. there's also different types of like Hertz's that you can listen to as well. Mm. Um, and they all kind of have a different um, purpose. So there's like 528 Hertz, which is like manifestation. And there's some for like stress relief and anxiety. So I have a few different playlists that I that I just follow and I listen to those and they really help me have like really hunker down and, and get a lot of work done. Oh my gosh, I have heard about this, but to be honest, I don't really know like what all the numbers mean and stuff. So you're definitely going to have to send me this afterwards because yes. I'm super, super <laughs> curious. Um, I know there's like different ones for like manifestation and everything, but I don't really know like the numbers exactly. Um, but I do like um, like lo-fi and stuff like that when mm-hmm. you're like working or something. Sometimes I do listen to upbeat music. It just depends on like if it's something that like you know, when you're not really, you don't really have to concentrate too much on like a certain task. You're like, yes, I can listen to upbeat music. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes I just need music with no lyrics, but then sometimes I really need the lyrics to get me through something I'm going through. So yes, I love that. Awesome. So today's topic is why it's easy to procrastinate your launch. And I think this is a really important topic because um, I always have these conversations with my clients and um, my Instagram followers actually voted for this uh, topic. So I really know you're going to share so much and I think it'll be really helpful. And it's actually kind of funny because I'm actually going to be launching something super special next week. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, we're talking about launching and everything. Um, So I'm so curious to know your tips as well. (laughs) Um, It's not just like to my followers but to me as well so um and I know that you know this is something you specialize in and I'm super excited um so you're ready to get started yes let's do it okay perfect so first off can you tell listeners a little bit about what you do your story and why you decided to be in this type of industry yeah so um my name is Brianna and I'm the owner of Brianna's Business Boutique and my main um, service is providing back-end support to other female entrepreneurs, um, generally people who are in the midst of launching and other big projects. So I help them with their project ed- execution, client experience, and their workflow automation so they can show up more in their zone of genius and as the face of their brand without worrying about all of those, those back-end details. 
So you can kind of think of me as your wing woman for your business. <laughs> and I got into this late last year. So in November, 2020, I started my business and I was coming from a place of just corporate burnout. I had had a few different positions within my company and had ultimately decided, you know, it's not the positions that I'm doing. It's, you know, it's not necessarily the company. It's more so just the corporate environment that was not a good fit for me. Um, but one thing that I took with me when I decided to branch out into this amazing online space is just the love for seeing projects from beginning to end. It's something that when I was in my corporate roles, I would just light up. Like there was always just a fire burning inside of me when I got to kind of own something and see it happen from A to Z. And so that's what I decided that I wanted to do and I wanted to help others with. And of course, through that have, you know, encountered many different women who say that, you know, I've been wanting to do this for years or just I can't seem to find the time to do this. And so I've really found the topic of procrastination when launching to be extremely, extremely close to the heart. Yes, I can definitely see that even with my clients as well. Um, I know you specialize more on the launching process though, but yeah, I think that procrastination, I mean, in all areas of business that could be seen, right? <laughs> we procrastinate a lot of stuff, but I think there's a lot of ideas. That's why it's good to like, I feel like you're also a project manager in a way, right? Because it's like, you're managing this project, like you're saying, and you're making sure that it launches. Because sometimes when like you're a business owner, you want to do so many things. And like, there's so many ideas coming up and you just don't know how to like forecast it or how to execute and stuff like that. And that's why it's really good to have someone like you who specializes in this type of thing and can make it be a reality, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm there for you kind of all every aspect of it, you know, from t managing the timeline, um, setting achievable goals, and really breaking down this huge beast, which is, you know, launching a membership, launching a course, breaking it down into bite-sized pieces so it's not as overwhelming. And so you can achieve smaller tasks that lead to that big picture goal um, in a few months down the road. And so I think that also kind of helps with the procrastination because so many people see this big thing and they just don't know where to start, right? So they find themselves kind of stumbling around. So I help people um, manage their timeline and hold them accountable. Um, and I'm also just a virtual shoulder to cry on when things get tough. Why do you think um, we procrastinate the launches? Um, do you think it's um, really, you know, not having the, the efforts to do it? Or uh, do you think it's just a mindset issue? Or what's, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, there's a few different things that I've experienced and kind of taken note from these past few months. And what I think one of the main things is, is because these longer term strategic projects aren't staring you right in the face. And sometimes people even tell themselves that they work better under pressure. So they just keep procrastinating and procrastinating mm. and procrastinating. And what they get in the cycle in is just constantly putting out fires. And they spend so much time working in their business that they never actually find the time to work on their business. And so I, I've just noticed this. And especially with women, 
I predominantly work with other female entrepreneurs. I think females also, you know, we just tend to put others' needs first, so much so that our passion projects tend to take the back burner. And, you know, that's just kind of in our nature. So even in my business, I find it so easy to put my clients' projects first. And at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I really need to practice what I preach because um, I've done all this work for them. And then I'm like, whoa, I haven't even talked to my audience or followers on Instagram yet today. So it's so easy to get caught up with things that are just top priority and right in front of you. And one thing um, that's very interesting is that I'm actually currently helping someone who creates membership sites for others. And I'm helping her create a membership site for her own business. And she's had plenty of experience. She's a total expert in this field. She's been in business online for over 18 years, um, but she just ultimately doesn't have the time to work on her own goals. And she is more than capable of creating launches that create over $200,000 in revenue. I mean, she's done it before. So, you know, why can't she do the same thing for herself? And, you know, ultimately, she, it just came to the point where she's just like, I need support. I need accountability. And I deserve this financial freedom. And she ultimately chose to hire on support to make that happen. Wow, that's awesome. I think it's super important to realize um, where where you're good at and where you kind of want, you know, to spend other time. You know what I mean? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you can be really good at something, but you want to spend your time doing other things. You know what I mean? Um, even for me, like I created, I started doing social media freelance and I love doing it, but there's some things that I don't really like, you know, um, about the business and stuff, you know, whether that's doing the engagement part or it's like, you know, doing the account management part. Like I like doing the content creation, right? So it's like you you step into so many big roles that are not just that one thing that you think it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up being something so much bigger and it's just knowing when to like delegate to another person and stuff. And I always talk about this, how... Um, you know, when you're hiring a freelancer and stuff, you also, it's really important to identify your goals, uh, your branding goals and stuff. I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people, they hire freelancers and then they end up regretting it. It's because they don't really go into that whole um, really detailed um, version of their brand and where they're going and stuff because they're only looking at the small term stuff. And for instance, if this person that you're saying, you know, wanted to do a membership and stuff and they never told like their social media manager, then like the things would never connect, right? Exactly. So it's good to like have your eyes on it so that way you can identify like, hey, well, we need to move this area to where our goals are going to be and stuff like that. So um, I think that is really, really important. Yeah. And I think another thing that is also interesting to consider is that you know, we're so used to creating these deadlines and, you know, working within these deadlines for others, right? All of our clients, you know, our family. Um, And it's so much harder to set deadlines for yourself. And, (laughs) you know, really when you're in your business, these deadlines are just undefined, right? You're like, I could launch this in August, but really, I mean, September wouldn't be so horrible. Um, You know, let's just aim for October and, you know, best case scenario, maybe we'll get lucky, (laughs) you know? And so you just need to start treating your business just as if you would, um, it was anyone else's. 
Exactly. So what's your first recommendation for your clients who are looking to launch? Yeah, um, that's, that's a really great question. Um, especially when it comes with um, the immediate needs um, and, and, you know, not putting your projects on the back burner anymore. I think mm-hmm. the first thing is to consider what is your zone of genius, right? Like, what do you want to help people with? And a lot of times that's not, you know, sending emails and that's not sending invoices and that's not doing your bookkeeping, right? Like your zone of genius is you're a mindset coach or, or you're a health coach or, you know, you help burned out moms, um, you know, reclaim their lives. There's a lot of other things that you could be providing to people. So I would generally make a list of the things that you, you know, love to do, like to do, and really dislike doing Mm. and start to figure out, you know, where you can focus more of your time and delegate those tasks that aren't bringing you joy and are bogging you down. Yes, I think that's super important. You know, we were just talking a little bit about that. And it's something that you don't really realize until you're actually in it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like so many business owners, they don't really know what their expertise is until they start doing the little things like, you know, the email list and the social media and, you know, going on podcasts and pitching and, you know, all this stuff. And then they start realizing like, oh, this is definitely you know, what I want to do or not what I want to do, you know what I mean? And um, I think it's the way that you like clearly defined it is so easy to like understand. But I feel like so many people there might just not know until they actually start doing it, right? Right. (laughs) And then get that first hand experience of like, okay, this is where I need to hire somebody. Yeah, there is definitely no medal for doing everything on your own and completely burning yourself out in the process. Um, So, you know, working 60 to 80 hour weeks and, you know, not having time for family or friends or anything else. I mean, there's there's no one who's going to be standing there with a big round of applause. So, you know, knowing what tasks you can, you know, make peace with and part with is is really a great place to start. Awesome. Uh, So what's the first, you know, what's the biggest mistake that you kind of see your clients uh, make when they're launching? Yeah, I would say that a lot of people, um, especially with these big projects, they're kind of their their passion projects, they're their babies, it's something that they've thought about for years. Um, And now, of course, you know, putting it into action is the hardest part. Um, And what really takes over at this point, I think, is perfectionism. And that's where I see um, a lot of people kind of halt. You know, perfectionism ultimately makes you lose momentum because you keep tweaking things, you keep changing things, and you want everything to be perfect in every single way. Um, And, you know, really what I would tell people is that um, find what you're a perfectionist about early on. For some people, it might be the graphics, right? What they put out on social media, um, what their workbooks look like. They might be, you know, have a really keen eye for that stuff and they don't want anyone else to touch it. For other people, they might be a perfectionist about, you know, recording the videos for their course or the copy that's in their marketing emails. And my suggestion, once again, is to have an accountability partner or um, a business partner or someone that you've hired on um, and outsourced to, to help take over those tasks for you. Because ultimately, you know, if you're taking so much time tweaking them and, and in this perfectionist mindset, um, 
you know, you need someone to come in and say, you know, these are totally fine and it's time to move on um, because those are the types of things that are causing the delay with your, with your project. Yes. I love that you were talking about perfectionism because it's something I talk about too with branding and stuff. People, they want to rebrand and because they're feeling like, oh, it's not really what I want anymore or not what I look like in real life and stuff. But the thing is like they're procrastinating and they are waiting for that perfectionism to like end when it's like you just have to get over in your own mindset, right? Of, hey, you just got to start somewhere and you need to execute, um, whether that means hiring somebody else to do it for you or, you know, getting um, strategy and then you can implement it and, or whatnot. So I love that you're talking about that, um, how perfectionism kind of just takes over, you know, when launching. Um, I think that a lot of people also I feel I've seen um, some people talking about how uh, they don't know when when it's going to get when perfectionism perfectionism is going to end but the thing is like you just have to realize it and change it um have you ever experienced something like that when you're like you've seen people go through perfectionism and they just don't know like what to take the first step or when to do it yeah I have and especially when it comes to um you know everyone kind of has their different things that they're a perfectionist about but I'll see them just continually go back and they just get you know fixated on this one thing you know it's not perfect it's not perfect they keep they keep re-recording it and ultimately you know you are your own worst critic and no one else is going to pick apart things or notice things like you do and so you know if you have someone in your audience that's like you have a comma in the wrong place in the workbook, <laughs> you know, you probably just don't, you shouldn't be around those types of people anyways, right? That's not your ideal audience. And that's just, you know, in my opinion. And so, you know, seeing this, I want to, you know, reassure the people that I work with that like your audience, the people who, you know, love you and who are fascinated by you and your zone of genius they aren't going to be so concerned about these minute details. Um, and it's just, it's better said than done, but someone on the outside um, is is the best person to tell you that because they're kind of like the unbiased third party in all of this. Yes, and I kind of want to talk about um, a little bit about what you were talking about in terms of being, you know, vulnerable because it's like, you know, perfectionism opens up this whole part about, you know, um, being scared of what others are going to think about you and stuff. And people are scared to put themselves out there and put out these offers or put out these memberships because they just don't know, you know, what people are going to think about them. And that's something that uh, a lot of people, they are scared, right? Because everything on social media, anybody can look at, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm just curious, like, what kind of stories do you have about, you know, if someone's ever felt like they didn't want to, you know, launch something like last minute because they were feeling like vulnerable or, you know, any stories about somebody um, wanting to change like the whole concept because, you know, someone said something and they just don't want to put themselves in that vulnerable situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. With the vulnerable side of the launch, I also feel um, that's why so many people procrastinated is because, you are almost preparing to offer like your life's work out for people, right? You, for example, you may be a mindset coach and you've gotten a bachelor's degree and you have a master's degree. And so you've invested a lot of money up front for your education. 
And then you started a business. So you've invested in professional and personal development. You have a coach um, and you have all of these things that you've put money and energy towards to help you grow your business. And now here you are, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in total that you've invested in yourself over the years. And you're getting ready with your launch um, to really spill the tea on everything that you've learned. And you're letting people get quick access to this knowledge for a really reasonable price. And I find that's what really freaks people out is because they're like, this is this is my life's work. Like I worked so hard to, you know, earn all of this knowledge. And you know what, what I am going to tell you is that, you know, no matter how many people sign up for the launch your first time around, you know, whether it's five or 500, you're helping people, right? You are giving them a fast track so that they don't need to go through the same treacherous and expensive journey that you did to get to where you are today. So it, it can be a hard pill to swallow, but I want people to be reminded of that, that people are going to pay to get close to you and to work with you and to learn from your experiences. And you should think more about how much time and money you're saving people um, versus what you are potentially you know, exposing out to the world. Yes, that is so key. I love my question was, um, do you feel like you work on mindset with your clients? (laughs) Yes. And by no means am I a mindset coach or a (laughs) therapist, but I do feel like I um, will pose some difficult questions. You know, when, when people are going through rough times, there's an emotional roller coaster that goes along with the launch, you know, the highs, the excitement, and the lows of like, what the heck am I doing? Like, who is going to buy this? Um, and, and I really help people navigate those because you, you need someone to be there for you, whether it's, um, you know, a friend or a family member. But I find that, you know, working with someone else who's also in the industry and understands how this online world works is really the best person to confide in and to help boost your confidence when you're especially in the lows of the lows. Mm -hmm. And um, I just was thinking about this as you were talking. Do you see the difference between, you know, people who execute right away and the people that kind of, you know, take forever to like make a decision? Um, do you work with the people who, you know, are, you know, maybe executing right away and they're like, you know what, I need to like rebrand it or something or, you know, tweak it? Or are you working with people that mostly like they take forever to make a decision? I work with a mix of both. I'll have some people that are like, yes, I'm looking to launch in 30 days. And you're like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) it's been done. Um, or I also have some people who um, I'm currently working with that aren't launching for another six to nine months. So um, I do have a mix of the both. But um, what I find is, you know, really when it comes to launches is preparation, of course, is key. Um, there's a lot of finer details that you may not be considering when you to say, yes. when you say, let's go for it. But I also think the people that just say, let's go for it, you know, let's do it. Let's put a date on the calendar. Um, getting into action is is better than no action at all. So if you're going to, you know, make a date, you know, and say, I'm going to show up and do a free webinar on this day or do a free masterclass on this day, I'd say go for it. You know, whenever you're feeling that fire of momentum inside of you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to test those feelings and I would say go for it. 
I love that. Um, I, I just wanted to kind of touch upon, you know, social media and stuff, because I recently had a client who I started working with last year, you know, bef- I'm sorry, after the pandemic, you know, hit in March, right? So I mean, it was during but um, once everything started canceling, right, like all the events and everything. So she lost a lot of money because she basically was basic was um, lost all this money. So she had to return it, right? Because it was events and stuff like that. So it wasn't going to happen. So from then on, she decided, hey, you know what, I want to, you know, touch upon my, you know, social media presence and stuff like that, because she felt like it wasn't really where she wanted it to be at, especially because most of the stuff that she was selling was more like face to face, versus, you know, being online and stuff like we all are right now, right? And um, so, in doing that, we started working together, I think like June or July, and then she decided to launch in Q1, um, basically this whole challenge and everything in order for to funnel people into like her programs, right? Um, And so in doing that, you know, she really, you know, helped sell a lot. She sold 40k in that Q1. And it's because, you know, she when you're talking about launching, right? Um, and you're talking about launching, you know, and what's been going on and stuff like that. I think it's super important for people to know that they have to work on their, you know, online audience right away and their brand because, you know, it's going to determine your success of what you launch, right? Um, So you have to make sure that you have an online presence and make sure that everyone's engaged and you want that warm audience because if you don't, then your launch numbers are going to be totally different then, you know, let's say you don't have, you did have an audience, right? Of course. Yeah. Your audience is not something that you can, you know, gather and then uh, totally neglect. You need to constantly be, you know, giving them value and resources. And so when you are ready and maybe you do want to do something last minute, um, there's at least some people who are going to be eager on the other side. Yes, I totally agree with that. And so what, what do you think is like, Um, the key number of, you know, let's just say like months or something, because I feel like people want something more tangible. Like, what do you what would what would be your recommendation for people who want to launch something? And how long should they, you know, start getting that warm audience and stuff on social media based on like what you've seen? Yeah, I think it really depends on what you're launching. I would say um, it, it would be a shorter timeline for someone who wants to launch a program or who wants to launch a membership. Um, those are generally, I would say, you know, anywhere between three to six months of prep time, um, really depending on what type of program or membership you're launching, as you're going to, of course, need, you know, content and a curriculum. Um For a course, I would say even longer, you know, at least six to nine months, um, because there's generally a lot more that goes into that as far as, you know, video recordings, presentations, Mm. resources, etc. And so I would say that that is generally um, a more typical um, launch period for that, which would be about six to nine months. Okay, perfect. I love that. And then do you think that you know, brand has anything to do with like launch numbers? Or do you think that, you know, you've seen kind of both ways where, you know, it goes, um, when someone's launching something, they're still doing okay, but you know, that they could probably have done better or anything like a certain situation like that. 
Yeah, I would say that you are your brand in this online space. And so um, the more that people have to connect to you on um, outside of your zone of genius is something that's also going to help with your numbers, right? Mm. You know, if you like to travel, sharing pictures about that. If you are a dog mom or a human mom, um, sharing things <laughs> about that. And that will really help grow your audience um, because you're kind of captivating people in all different areas of your life. Um but yeah, I would say definitely people who have a strong brand and who are very authentic um, really will draw in the right audience, right? You, you don't want to show up as something, someone or something that you're not in this online space because it's not going to attract the right people. And so if you're showing up and, you know, being who you truly are, there is going to be a group of people, no matter how quickly they find you, that is like completely in awe and they, they want more and they want to spend more time with you. And those are the, those are your ideal clients that you really want to hone and focus in on. I love everything you said, because on this podcast, we've been talking a lot about personal branding and stuff. And like you said, we are, you know, our own brand. And, you know, the reason why I invited you to talk on this podcast is because I know that you specialize in launching and, you know, um, I wouldn't just hire like an agency where I don't know that person, right? Like we actually had a conversation, we talked, right? So I think it's really good for people to recognize also that when launching that they should have established brand of themselves. And like you said, you know, be authentic and uh, make sure people have that connection, right? Because ultimately people aren't buying a logo, they're buying from people. Mm-hmm. So that's like the number one thing that I, you know, I really support launching and everything. I don't really launch as much because my stuff is always ongoing, right? But I think that um, people have to see that, you know, branding is really important because that's when people, you know, they know who you are, they know what you do, they know what you stand for, and they have that connection, right? Because we're more likely to buy from stuff. It's like Kim Kardashian, right? Like, people buy stuff from her because they have this connection of, like, they want to be like her, right? Um, versus, like, if they don't have any connection to that person or what they do or what they, you know, are like in person. Exactly. Yeah, that's the whole, um, that's the whole meaning, you know, kind of behind launching is that you're giving, you know, people a way to, to work with you and get close to you. And um, you, you get to, you get to share your, your genius and your knowledge with those people. And so um, the more you put yourself out there and, and share that with the world, the more that you'll attract those people. Yeah. And not to say that, you know, I'm a huge Kardashian fan. I'm just saying that I'm bringing up that example because I feel like a lot of people, they know it, you know, she sells millions of dollars and stuff. So I just wanted to add that as a little disclaimer. Right. Um, Yeah. There's some coaches that I I have online and I'm just like, you know what? I love you and whatever you sell, I'm going to buy because you were just amazing to me. So I totally feel that. Exactly. I'm not saying like I'm all for her or I'm all not. I'm just saying that people buy her stuff because they like her, right? And that's why she's made so much money. Um, so with that being said, um, I'm so grateful for all this knowledge that you shared about launching, branding, social media, you know, mindset work about you know, uh, procrastinating and vulnerability. I think this is all super important um, for any everyone who's listening right now. Um, can you please share, you know, how you can help them and, you know, what you're offering right now? Yeah, definitely. So I am um, booking out for support starting in July. So if you have an upcoming launch, you're looking to put a membership or a course 
or a program out into the world or maybe something hybrid. Um, I would love to be your accountability partner, um, bring you through the, the highs and the lows of the launch period and prepare you for success. So um, if you want any support um, or help with strategy, please feel free to contact me. Um, you can find me at briannasbusinessboutique.com as well as on Instagram at briannasbusinessboutique. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, I really, really appreciate you taking your time. And all her links are going to be in the description. So make sure you check them out. And again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed this experience. Who knows, maybe you'll come on again in the future. Um, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. Perfect. All righty. Well, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Marketing for the Underdog is a weekly podcast where I will discuss social media, personal branding, marketing tips and strategies, mindset, and interesting stories about current events. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All my links are in the description. Make sure to leave a comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.